listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Back on the Lance J Radio Network. I am reading this from the NewYorkTimes.com. And I'm talking a little bit of healthcare in this segment. I actually have Isaac Palmer coming in to close us out in the next segment teen girls report record levels of sadness the CDC finds I was just talking about my alma mater Pine Forge Academy and what it was like to be there back in in 1994 and in 95 and 96 and we didn't have the internet we didn't have Instagram we didn't have sexting we didn't have cyberbullying now I got my face kicked in on the senior wing of Pi Forge on, on multiple occasions. We had real bullies. Like, somebody definitely took a Timberland boot to my face on on several occasions during during the rumbles. And boys would be boys, but but that's another that's another discussion for another day. Back to the article. Adolescent girls reported high rates of sadness, suicidal thoughts, and sexual violence. As the teenagers who identified as gay or bisexual, nearly three in five teenage girls felt persistent sadness in 2021, double the rate of boys and one in three girls seriously considered attempting suicide. According to data released a couple of weeks ago by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Now, before I go on, it might there might be some outliers because you had you're coming out of a covid and the lockdowns. I think everybody was really struggling during during COVID and the lockdowns. Depression and mental health issues were just off the chain. I mean, it was it was really bad. I know a lot of people that have children and and their kids were were at home and they weren't congregating, they weren't playing sports, they weren't socializing. And that that can have an impact on on a young person. I mean, it had an impact on on older people. And especially if you're at a or in a home environment that you don't get along with your parents, you don't get along with your siblings, and now you're quarantined with them for weeks at a time, it can be very, very tough. The findings based on surveys given to teenagers across the country also showed high levels of violence, depression, and suicidal thoughts among lesbian, gay, and bisexual youth. More than one in five of these students reported attempting suicide in the year before the survey the agency found the rates of sadness are the highest reported in a decade, reflecting a long growing national tragedy only made worse by the isolation and stress of the pandemic. I think there's really no question what this data is telling us, said Dr. Kathleen Ethier, head of the CDC's adolescent and school health program. Young people are telling us that they're in crisis. The youth risk behavior survey was given to 17,000 adolescents at high schools across the country in the United States in the fall of 2021. The survey is conducted every two years, and the rates of mental health problems have gone up with every report since 2011. Dr. Ethier said there was a mental health crisis before the pandemic. It just didn't catch everyone's attention the way it does now, said Dr. Corey Green, the director of behavioral health and education in pediatrics at Well Cornell Medicine in New York City. She also pointed out that depression symptoms sometimes manifest differently in boys and girls, which 
may not fully reflect in the survey. Although girls with depression often have persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness, which the survey asked about, boys with depression often exhibit irritability or aggression. Now I'll stop there. I think really understanding how people that are dealing with depression, dealing with mental health issues, dealing with potentially suicidal thoughts, dealing with anger, dealing with identity issues, dealing with issues with their gender or or not feeling comfortable with their gender, their sexuality. Everybody manifests differently. And it's important to have these discussions. You know, I do, I do the health cast series and it's a health cast segment. Usually I'm interviewing someone much smarter than myself. Every, every once in a while I'll put my own spin or read an article. If you're new to the show, but it's very important to understand what drives behavior. And for everyone, it's different. Some people that are struggling with these things, they may abuse alcohol, they may abuse drugs. Some may just be irritable and violent and angry. I look back at times in my life when I was younger, I never did drugs. I've never had a sip of alcohol. I'm, I'm almost 45 years old. I've never had a sip of alcohol in my life. But there have been times in my life where, where I was very irritable and angry and, and prone to, to getting into fights when I was younger and, and trying to, to piece it all together. And trying to understand what the world was going to be like for me and my strengths and, and my weaknesses and, and my own insecurities. So it's important to really understand and, and try to understand if you're if you're a parent, if you work with young people, to really understand how that particular individual shows that something's not right. And one of the key themes on this platform is, is normalizing conversation. I think it's important to normalize the conversation around depression, around anger, around insecurity, because we have to have that discussion. Otherwise, people just bury it, especially the sexuality stuff. Someone who's attracted to the same sex and and concerned that they may be ostracized for who they are, someone who's not comfortable in the body that they were born into, and is concerned that that they'll be a pariah. So you're carrying that weight if you're in the LGBTQ community or if you're experiencing racism or if you're experiencing some type of abuse in addition to having to prepare for your calculus examination. So it's important to have those discussions, but but I wanted to, to jump in because what I see, and I have to be careful with what I say, but what I see, and I'm not a parent, so I'm definitely not going to wag my finger and tell parents what to do. I do a lot of work with, with young people, work with young people a lot over the years. I've mentored a lot of kids. I, I was a basketball coach for many years. I care about young people. It's very important to me to give back to, to our youth. I just spent the last segment of the show promoting Pine Forge Academy, my, my high school. What I see with, with young people and the, the major difference is, is really the Internet and Instagram and Facebook. And I can't tell people what to do with their kids and, and how to set up accounts. I, I have friends who let their kids basically have carte blanche to be on the Internet. I have friends that are the other way. They don't allow their kids to have an Instagram profile or a Facebook profile. I have some that, that restrict access, and they have these apps that can show you the screen time for kids, and when it gets to an hour and a half, they, it cuts off naturally. 
And obviously, I'm not going to tell people what to do with their kids. Every Everyone's different. But my opinion is all of this Internet stuff and, and all of these apps, TikTok, all of that, if I had children, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let my kids be on that. I was going to be honest with you. There's no way that I would let my teenage children, my teenage daughters, be on Instagram. Because everything you see on Instagram, even as a married man, as a as a 44-year-old man, you see stuff on Instagram that's not good for your marriage. Like you're you're waking up in the morning, get ready for work and say, hey, let me scroll through and see what happened. Because a lot of people like me, they find out what happened last night. I don't go to USA Today. I don't go to the New York Times where, where I read that article from. I go to ESPN and I go to the Graham. ESPN tells me who who won last night. Did the Grizzlies win? How many? How many did Ja drop? How many picks did Matt Ryan throw? But if I want to know what's going on in the streets, I go to Instagram. I see what Gillian Wallow are talking about. What's Joe Budden talking about? What are all of the podcasters, Amanda Seals, people that I that I kind of look into? What are they talking about? Kev on stage. Like what's going on in the streets? What's going on with the culture? What's my man Ramp Low? DJ Rampage, what's he talking about on his page? And sometimes you're you're up early in the morning. You're just kind of looking to see what, what people are commenting on on what's going on in the news. And you get hit, you get hit with the with the string bikini. You get hit with a whole bunch of, of visual things that you did not want to see. I didn't come to Instagram looking for that. I didn't come to Instagram to see somebody twerking. I didn't come to Instagram to see a uh I didn't come to Instagram to see Lady Gaga being vomited on while she's playing the guitar, which I actually saw. I actually saw that like a week ago. I'm just thumbing through Instagram and somebody's vomiting on Lady Gaga at her behest. And that's not stuff that, that I want my kids to be exposed to, man. It's uh the the whole body dysmorphia thing, the whole concept that you have to look like the Kardashians people with implants, the fake eyelashes, all of that stuff. I, I wouldn't want my daughter, if I had a daughter growing up, thinking that she had to look like that, thinking that her that her black skin was a curse, thinking that if she chose to, to dreadlock her hair, that it's unprofessional, all of the microaggressions. I wouldn't want my daughter growing up thinking that. The whole thing about if you're not a size two, you're fat and you're unattractive. I talk about the, the false prophets a lot on this show. I talk about Congressman Santos in, in New York. I talk about shows like American Greed, where people are running pyramid schemes and, and Ponzi schemes and, and how people are just pathologically dishonest. And a lot of stuff you see on Instagram and on Facebook, it's fake. And even adults get caught into it. So imagine what children are doing. You see people, and they're driving a nice car, and they're wearing a lot of makeup, and they got Gucci bags, they got Prada bags, they got Louis bags. Somebody has a, a fake Birkin and you want to be like them. But a lot of times those people's lives are, are hell. I see people as I age, I, I see people that I grew up with and went to school with that their whole life was based on their looks. Their whole life was based on being beautiful, being prettier than everyone, being taller, being having a six pack abs, being the best basketball player. It was all based on, on superficial stuff, which is cool in high school. Being a having a letterman's jacket. 
And inevitably, as you get into your 40s, 50s, you get older, those things start to fade. And if you're not building yourself into being a well-rounded person, to working well with other human beings, to, to having some type of spiritual compass, whatever your religious beliefs are, to serving, to helping others to, to reach their potential, you're going to struggle. And so I think with the, with the depression in, in, this, in this article with the New York Times, I, I really think, obviously it's an outlier because of COVID. So I think depression going into 2021 after those lockdowns, which were terrible for, for all of us. And I'm not ripping the, the Trump administration. I think the CDC, I'm not ripping Fauci. I think they did what they felt they had to do. But the fallout from those lockdowns, we're going to be studying that for the next decade. That's, that's going to scar people for a decade. It's going to impact lives and the trajectory of lives. But I also think the overlap, the Venn diagram of people not being around one another physically, physical touch, physical smell, and then going deeper into Clubhouse and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, I think that that's even more damning and more disruptive to lives of, of young people. We got Isaac Palmer coming in next. More than Day Radio Network. Back after these messages. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. EpiSource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with a team of risk adjustment experts who deeply understand the complexities of every facet of healthcare. We partner with our health plan and healthcare clients to emphasize transparency and trust to truly become a valuable extension of their team at every step of the way, from outreach, medical record retrieval, coding, to final delivery. With the most significant health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, we aim to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For more information, go to www.episource.com and schedule a demonstration. And Doug. Got a couple of bogeys on your six, Limo. They need customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, so they only pay for what they need. What do you say we see what this bird can do? Woo! We are not getting you a helicopter. Looks like we're walking, kid. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. I spent many years as a quality healthcare executive focused on risk scores, clinical operations, and value-based care contracts. I had the corner office, the nice house, the pool, and all of the perks corporate America offers. But in 2020, as the pandemic had us all on lockdown, I decided to open up Paragon 7 Studios as a full-service consulting firm focused on healthcare media. 
Our critically acclaimed daily HealthCast series features many of the brightest minds in the industry. Due to increased demand, we are actually expanding into executive production of short films and documentaries for our clients. Find us on LinkedIn or Instagram to talk about hourly rates. That's Paragon 7 Studios. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile. The leader in 5G. James Lewis. The simple words just don't move me. You're minor, we're major. You're all up in the game and don't deserve to be a player. Don't make me have to call your name out. Your crew is featherweight. My good shots will make you levitate. I'm only 19, but my mind is old. And when the days get for real, my warm heart turns cold. Another young and deceased. Another story is told. It ain't nothing really. And yo, done sparked a Philly. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. And meanwhile, back in Queens, the realness, the foundation. If I die, I think I'd choose a better location. When the slugs penetrate, feel a burning sensation Getting closer to God in a tight situation now You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network